Welcome to this episode of Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever, the podcast where two cousins discuss all things Janet Jackson. Today, we're going to talk about Janet Jackson's What Have You Done For Me Lately? My name is Courtney, and I am here with my cousin. Cousin Cam. Hey, Cam. How you feeling? Spring is here. Spring is finally here, and that is a serious <laughs> yay. Yeah. So let's get into our chat this week. I think since the last time you and I talked, we got some big news on the State of the World Tour. Second leg. Yes. It almost feels like the third leg, to be honest. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> there you go being technical. <laughs> I'm just saying, the State of the World Tour was essentially the revamp of the Unbreakable Tour. You know, it was the tour she promised us after she had to stop to start planning her family. Um quote unquote I'm pregnant and I'm not telling y'all yet Um, (laughs) because I don't think Janet planned it you know what I I feel like she did because I don't know if oops happens at this age (laughs) well she didn't know the egg and the the, you know was gonna connect I I believe that there was an element of surprise but it was more of a hopeful surprise yeah. But anyways, back to this tour, it feels like she's toured the United States three times. Just in case you need a little more Right, right, right. Here you go. <laughs> All the while, I know our friends in Europe have been calling out for a little bit of attention. It's not a whole lot of dates to me, so I just feel like she's just sprinkling it a little here. You're absolutely right. When I look at the calendar, I was thinking that maybe it was, you know, since I'm going to be here anyways for these festivals Mm -hmm. let me get some more work in before i go back to london but i'm excited about it you know i was a little upset because (laughs) i had already traveled to see the state of the world tour in detroit um traveled there from charlotte and now she's coming to charlotte and as you know it's not going to be possible for me to not go so (laughs) (laughs) janet here i come again (laughs) i may come up there with you you should. It's a much shorter trip from Mars Point to Charlotte than Mars Point to Detroit. So this Charlotte concert gives me a chance to take along a new recruit. I've gone three times to concerts with Janet Jackson virgins, like actual adults who've never seen her live. And every time they've been blown away. So no, I think that's my kink. My kink is breaking in Janet Jackson virgins. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope to meet her. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm putting it out there in the atmosphere that somehow we, I will get backstage and meet Janet Jackson that is on my bucket list I just hope if I meet her that I don't faint I hope you don't faint either because chances are if I meet her you'll be right there with me let's make a pet not to faint I'll bring some smelling salts just to keep us on our toes (laughs) okay and she's gonna have the baby with her Oh, yeah, I think so. I know you think she has a personal nanny and Randy. Yes. Um, but every indication kind of says that, you know, she's very, they're attached at the hip, literally. I would expect that um, with her being in the States for as long as she will be, you know, that we might get some tiny tot sightings. We haven't seen him in a long time. Shoot, he might be 10 feet tall. Well, the, I think the last time I saw him, they were shoe shopping. I don't think I saw him. I remember seeing on Instagram a picture of the shoes, but I don't think I saw the baby. Uh, he's been out and about. But yeah, Rand, Randy is the manny, as they were <laughs> as, as you have decided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, you really have stuck to that story since like birth. <laughs> yep. That's Randy's job. <laughs> to cater to Janet, just to make sure Janet's okay. <laughs> I do feel like Randy is the family fixer, though. Like <laughs> Randy is actually talented. He's And he's also kind of like the bad boy of the family. 
But that lets yeah. you know how much we love the Jacks. Speaking of the Jacksons, uh, Latoya decided yes. to make an appearance on Hollywood Medium. <laughs> Right, I saw that. I know I have never seen this show, but I did see that she was going to be. I on just it. caught a glimpse of an article about it, and she was just mentioning that uh, she believes that when the lights flicker, Michael is present. Really? Yeah. I don't. Mm-mm, I don't want nobody visiting me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know my philosophy on any visits. That is, if you're going to be here for any significant period of time, you need to go in on the rent. <laughs> So spirits, full bodies, it doesn't matter. Uh, If you're here, I'm going to need a check on the counter. And my only other requirement I told you is that no one can move anything. So if you're here, you're welcome to use whatever you need to use. You just need to put it back where you got it from. But you know what? That's sad when you go charge the spirits rent. Listen, ain't nothing in life free. Oh, God. (laughs) You sound like your uncle. (laughs) You can't just be in here just chilling. No. Would you go see a a person who claims to speak to the dead? Would I? um, I have never had any desire to do so. Um, I don't know. Would you go? Nope. <laughs> I kind of already knew that answer before I asked. <laughs> I'm a scaredy cat. You could barely get me to look at you in the casting. Yes, I have been with you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I do a drive by. I just peek at you and keep going. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know, I would probably be more inclined to do so. Maybe with someone I had never met. Um, you know, maybe a relative or somebody that maybe I didn't know well or had never met. Um, but otherwise, I feel like if 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 that's uh, if you're interested in that kind of information about somebody and you still have access to them, you better get it while you can. It just give me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> just yeah. Ooh. You know, on that clip, Latoya had on her 1980s headband, oh. and you know, I have always stood by my belief that. Headband Latoya is the best Latoya. So we better get ready because Headband Latoya is back. I am excited about it. I'm not a fan of the headband. I'm sorry. (laughs) The headband came in glitter, silver, gold, yellow. I mean... And it was braided, too. That's what made it awesome. Like, sometimes it was multicolored because it was braided. It was, like, for no purpose whatsoever. I don't even know why she has it. But this... In the recent weeks, she was on a cooking show with Tyler Florence, and she had the headband on. So I haven't seen this cooking show yet, but I bet it's fire. <laughs> I've seen a fanny pack yesterday on a on like a young kid, and I'm just like, no, no fanny packs either. No, the fanny packs are all the way back. I was talking to someone. I went out to this like wine tasting, and I was talking to someone about her fanny pack collection. So not one, not two, but like multiple fanny packs and i was like where does one acquire this like do you have to go to a cave and see a sorcerer how do you get a fanny pack in 2018 the thing about the fanny pack was when you walk all it does is the sound it just kept hitting you so all it it does i had one when it first came out and all the thing was in my fanny pack was a whole bunch of pencils why because my life at the time was not interesting so all i had was color pencils you were trying to stab yourself girl if you would have fell down with them pencils in that the pack. 90s tried to kill me 
So earlier, you and I were talking about things we want to see Janet do before she retires. And so we were all over the place with this, but there was some interesting things. So what is something you want to see the lovely Miss Janet Jackson accomplish or present before she retires? You know what? But I wouldn't mind seeing her do um, a project where she collabs with new artists. I would love to see her do something like how Carlos Santana had that CD with different artists and, you know, Mm -hmm. just different songs. Because I think she could kill a Trap Soul song, although I really don't like Trap Soul. I think Mm -hmm. she I think Janet could kill that. Yeah, I think you're right. Now, I'm always on the fence about this whole collab thing because that's something that people are always shouting for. Mm -hmm. And in general, there are a few Janet Jackson songs. Like, even though she did that, I feel like Call On Me with Nelly was just was just basically a Kelly Rowland song. You know what? I wouldn't even put that on Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I'm talking about in the fact that it seems like Kelly Rowland and Nelly's duets were always kind of of that vein. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, so not that not that it was a Kelly Rowland song, but just it reminded me of her duets with Nelly. Um, so I guess my problem is with the collabs is it never really amplifies or elevates Janet. Like the songs are usually more focused on the feature artist and unfortunately not very interesting. Uh, but I would I am with you in that it could be interesting to see what a pairing of some of today's artists and maybe in different genres could mm-hmm. be like. I'm, that could be interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give it to you. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to me, it all depends on who's over it. Because like Michael Jackson's project where L.A. Reid was over, he just took bits and samples of, good, of leftover songs from Mike. To me, that was actually a more solid project than. Yeah, it was actually really good. Yeah. So and I think. I think Clyde Davis could pull it off. So if she got the right person to piece it together, I think it'll be great. Okay. okay. Just don't get anybody. Um, You know, one of the things that I'm always talking about that I would like to see Janet Jackson do is a residency. Mm-hmm. I want her to have a casino run like the Celine Dion. Boys to Men just did one. Britney Spears had one. Mm-hmm. I think just like Michael was attempting to do, you know, when he was going to do the O2 Arena in uh, England for 50 shows. Yep. I want Janet to have a 50 show. I want her to have a 52 show stand um, somewhere. It could be Las Vegas. It could be anywhere. But I would love to have, for her to have a residency and also just give me more and more chances to see her um, in action. Yeah. And so that's on my list. You know, list. Mariah tried it and it got kind of bad reviews. And really? You, Why? They Well, number one... Mariah was lazy on stage. Well, she is. She's she's sometimes hard to watch. Which Janet won't have that problem. And then <laughs> I think it's just the whole concept of it's a different type of audience. It's, it's going to be a mixture of people who follow you, and then people who are really just wasting time until the next blackjack tournament opens up or True. something like that. So as long as it's done right to cater to those different crowds in Vegas, I think she'll kill it. Now, one thing I will say, though, when you talk about the different crowds, I think that works in Janet's to her favor because Janet's audience is multiracial, multigenerational. Mm-hmm. Um, it spans across different kinds of genres of music. Uh, you see everyone at a Janet Jackson concert. And so that, that's one thing that I think she has truly broad appeal, you know, pop, R&B, hip hop, all of that. She spans it all. I so. would definitely go. 
thing that I would like to see Janet do. I would just like to see some more behind behind the scenes of what she actually puts in as far as making you know, a tour work or making a stage work. Ever since I saw This Is It, where we saw the behind the scenes with Michael Jackson. Yeah, that was so good. It lets you know that, you know, these these entertainers are not just getting on stage and performing. There's like a visual, there's a concept, there's something that they're trying to relay across to you. And I would just like to see her point of view of what her vision is when she hits the stage, what she wants us to see. Yes, that's a good point. I There's been a lot of talk about this Netflix documentary, but the one person who hasn't been talking about it that we need to talk about it is Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm getting like, Every day that it goes without any mention, I'm getting more and more nervous that it's like an imaginary thing that's not going to happen. Remember when she used to do Living a Life with J.D.? Even though those were like four minutes, (laughs) you got a little glimpse into her life. And that was really cool. I'm with you on that Because nobody was coming to see J.D. We were just trying to see what Janet was going to be doing. (laughs) He knew that too. That's why he put her on there. So today's song is, what have you done for me lately? (laughs) Anyways, what have you done for me lately was released in 1986. It was the first track off of Control. I like this song because it is so very relatable. So what have you done for me, me lately is really just a song about a person who is thinking about a relationship that started great um, when, you know, your suitor is whining and dining you and everything is going wonderfully. Um, and then you get settled into a relationship and all of a sudden the whining and dining stops. Um, and, you know, these pe- the person is uh, leaning on you more and more. It becomes more of a take then give situation uh and i was like yep yep she pretty much summed up a lot of relationships for a lot of people in this four minute song yeah and i think we've all been in a relationship where someone gets a little too comfortable and they just stop trying yeah like okay i'm pushing the wagon (laughs) up the hill and stopping for water and getting you some I don't know what this wagon's about, but it's funny. <laughs> I think Jamie Lewis really brought out her feistiness and the attitude about it. Because you could tell Janet, when she performs this song, she got a little bit of that. Mm, like, yeah, I remember all the times you took me for granted. So Jam and Lewis on this track and all the tracks really on the Control Project, they were focused on really showcasing um, Janet's attitude and her feistiness. And that was something that they felt had been missing from her previous projects. Um, They were clear to say like, they thought the other projects were really well produced, um, but you didn't really, it didn't really convey the attitude, the sassiness that you saw from Janet as a child actor. Um, And they wanted to bring that to the project. And another thing that caught me with that jam remarked was, you know, to him, he said specifically to me, the tracks we did for this record sounded like they could have been for any male artist or a rap artist. And they thought that those types of songs was what she needed to kind of pull, pull through her attitude. And it seems like it worked. It seems like it, it ruffled some feathers as well. Yeah. And you're right. I didn't realize how many, how many feathers she ruffled with this track. I was looking at a article where Rakim was a little ticked off about this song. And you wouldn't think that an up tempo dance track would make someone mad. 
he actually was like she was coming from on like she's a goddess above and that really upset me and every time i heard it i get real mad i'm just like dude ego trip <laughs> yeah no hit dog will holler because i'm like there is nothing in this song that should make anyone upset but you know when people start talking about feminist anthems and those types of things they will throw this song in there yeah. and i i gotta say i was a little disappointed because i had never pegged rakim for that kind of fella but what was the name of the song eric b, b for president, is president. Mm-hmm. was that song was derived from like a whole answer track that they made for what have you done for me lately and they eventually stripped it down where that this was the only real reference was about the donuts yeah and trying to glaze me yeah that was the only real reference that was left but the whole song started out as an answer track to what have you done for me lately because apparently it was really upsetting somehow (laughs) and i always say it only bothers you if you're guilty of it (laughs) yeah but i did love eddie murphy's version his his take on the song um in raw because he was like you know women these days they putting it all in the songs you gotta have a j-o-b to be with me and, <laughs> and he even referenced jen and was like what have you done for me lately and uh-huh but this song got to number four mm-hmm. on the hot 100 right. and it was janet's first number one um on dance charts as well as the r&b charts and it was also the first song that um she actually received a writing credit, some writing credit on. And yeah. When I think about what have you done for me lately is I forget that it's the first track that was released. I always think Control was the first one. Uh-huh. But this was actually the one that put Janet on the, on the map and made you forget about Dream Street. And I cringe yes. when I say that. <laughs> Why did you want to forget about Dream Street? <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, when we're going to do Green Dream Street, we're going to do it. So I don't want to say too much about it right now since it's not Dream Street's turn. It's what have you done for me lately's turn. <laughs> um, but there were. It has its good points. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about but, that. But, but back to what have you done for me lately? This was this song gave Janet her first top 10 and. Um, you mentioned it, you know, made you forget about Dream Street, but it was actually the last song recorded. So mm-hmm. as as record execs are wont to do after Janet finished Control and they kind of submitted it to the record label, A&R, who was John McClain, who was also her manager at the time, uh, said, I just need one more, guys. I need one more. I'm looking for an up-tempo hit. Um, that could be the first single. I just need one more. So they had this song the track for this song already jam and lewis did because it was supposed to be a part of their album that was going to be titled the secret Mm -hmm. and apparently it still is a secret because i don't did it ever happen (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) so there's there's, they're still holding on to this secret um but it was supposed to be for their album and they really liked it like they really wanted to have it for themselves so they made a deal with john mcclain like when she comes by we'll have it playing and if she says something about it you know, we'll give it to her. But if not, we're keeping it. So they set her up. Like, you know, she comes to the studio, she's hanging out in the lounge and they've got it playing. And uh, Jam says, like, he looks in the lounge and he says she had the ugly face, like the face you get when, you know, the jam is on and you you grooving real hard. He said he looked over (laughs) and she had that face. (laughs) It was over. The song was gone. (laughs) 
<laughs> so she asked, like, who is this for? And uh, they they were like, it could be for you if you like it. So they took it and they rewrote it, um, the lyrics to fit her. And uh, basically, that's how Janet Jackson jacked them for their favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing about this track is the fact that Jim and Lewis came up with a fresh concept and fresh idea to usher in the Janet sound. Absolutely. What they did was they used different drum machines. They used different techniques to give Janet her own sound. And they even used new instruments. Right. So there was a lot of things that they did to kind of make sure that she had a custom sound. Like they had her back on this. They wanted to make sure that in the end she won. I don't want to say that they were more invested in her than anybody else, but it really did feel like <laughs> it. <laughs> there was also another little bit of controversy um, with what have you done for me lately. Um, Prince um, doing his 1990 tour, he would perform part of the, the song itself and would stop and say, who wrote this? A rumor was that Prince believed that Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis had actually used some old recordings that they had done together. And I'm not sure if it was with Prince, you know, and his band or with the time, although Prince never said that out loud. It was other folks conjecture about why he might be performing uh, part of Janet Jackson's songs during his show. And he did it again, too, in uh, 2013 at the South by Southwest show he did as well. He he did the exact same thing, sang a little piece of the song. And I said, who wrote that? <laughs> but now the song does have um, that Minneapolis pop down. And Jimmy and Terry was a part of the time Prince discovered the time. So I wouldn't say Prince should have put that out there. But that was the sound of that era. And that, that was coming out of that area. And some people said that maybe that's what he was referring to. Like, this is the Minneapolis sound. Like, I created this sound. But I wouldn't think that if he had written a song and he wanted credit for it, that he wouldn't have gone after it. So I think if he really believed that this song was his creation rather than getting on stage in Japan and uh, having a little fun with it, he probably would have purchased some billable hours from an attorney <laughs> and uh <laughs> went to court and got it taken care of so it's it's one of those things like was he being silly and just joking around or was he really kind of being uh bitter and vindictive i guess we'll hmm. never know do you think he his way of saying hey i'm kind of responsible for your first hit or kind of like not like a shade man i say shade the prince was known for the shade now yes. He was a, a virtual shade <laughs> tree. Um, <laughs> if you read, you know, interviews and things from earlier times, I, you know, there aren't any verified sources, but there were lots of rumors that, you know, Prince kind of had a little bone to pick with the Jacksons. Um, you know, he was always in competition with Michael Jackson and uh, it seemed like, he would throw shots at Janet. Occasionally, I've read things where he would say, you know, just casually in his kind of joking way. But, um, you know, she better learn to play an instrument or she better learn to play guitar because that booty shaking isn't going to take her very wow. far. Again, unconfirmed, but many sources have told this story, but we've never heard it from Prince's mouth. So I'm always a little leery when, you know, if you've never heard it from the horse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll leave it like that. <laughs> but a tie-in to um, the Minneapolis sound of the time 
is the Billboard charts for the week that Janet Jackson made it to number one. So March 22nd, 1986 is when Janet Jackson reached number one for what have you done for me lately? And who was number two? Saturday love. (laughs) Sherelle and Alexander O'Neill. Most people who followed Terry and Jimmy know that they were actually responsible for both artists hits. Right. They wrote this song and recorded at their studio, Flight Time Studio. They were responsible for the top two songs on the charts that week. And another interesting thing about the charts that particular week, Prince was number five for Song Kiss, um, Prince and the Revolution. So let's say a couple things about this video. The What Have You Done For Me Lately video was directed by Brian Jones and Pierce Ashworth. You know this video. I love it. If you just watch it for the dance portion. But I have talked to you about my confusion about this video and you refuse to help me get unconfused. Because <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> like In the video, we know that it starts with um, Janet and Paula. You know, Paula's playing one of her friends and they're sitting and they're talking about uh, basically their relationships. And Paula says, I know he used to do nice things for you, but what has he done for you lately? Which... I want to just say that was the worst acting. (laughs) (laughs) Not ever, but the acting chops. Nobody went to acting school for them lines, man. I'm just saying. It was rough. (laughs) It's still hard to watch. (laughs) But like in the video, you know, my main problem with it is yours is the Heinz. You don't like the ketchup bottle. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if she got some type of endorsement for making us look at that ketchup bottle so much. It had almost as much screen time as she did. (laughs) <laughs> at one point he's hammering the ketchup bottle to the beat of the song <laughs> but my biggest problem with it is if you watch this video i'm so confused like if you just watch the dance performance you're like great this is fun but if you look like certain things keep happening and i don't understand it i think it's probably like some sort of message that i'm not able to decode but like the ketchup bottle in the beginning is a ketchup bottle, you know, and he's shaking it. And then a little bit into the video, it's 2D. So everything <laughs> looks like it's been drawn for a cartoon. So there's like these cartoon drawn cutout flowers. There's a cutout ketchup bottle. The walls look like they have been scribbled on instead of like real restaurant <laughs> walls. Like, what are you trying to tell me? I'm so confused. But now let's be honest. Do you really think they were trying to send us a message? It has to be a concept. I don't think that they were just like, you know it what? It can't be no ridiculous than those clothes, man. Yes, I know the clothes bother you. You know the clothes bother me. I I have made my peace with it because, you know, that was the time when people was doing the reversible vests and the, all of that but stuff. But the fact that one, set, one part of the video, you see Janet with the black coat and the gold blouse. Then you cut back to it. She got on a vest with a purple shirt. <laughs> Then next thing you know, she has on just a gold shirt. It's like, is there a purple shirt? I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Because every time I watch it, I just try to see how many times I can count that vest. (laughs) And then another thing about this video is the actor who plays her love interest or the boyfriend who's done got too comfortable. His name Rudy Hudson. Mm -hmm. He must have been the only black guy. (laughs) <laughs> for videos because he's in pebbles videos yes. he's in some a lot of 80 videos i'm just like 
Two was years. nobody else hiring? Like, <laughs> like Well, apparently they worked together during her fame oh. days. Oh. He was um he he wasn't one of the main characters, but he was a featured dancer um during the time that she was there. So that kind of seems to be how they ran into each other. But you're absolutely right because he is the black guy from the eighties videos. Like if you say that, you're only gonna come up with him and that dude from The Last Dragon. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> now in his defense that was all the work he got after that <laughs> was the last dragon and some janet videos <laughs> we ain't seen brother since <laughs> i know and i really liked him i thought he could have really been something i don't know what but something tina landon also makes her first appearance in the janet jackson video in this one this was the start of something big. Reason why I'm a little ticked about the whole Paula Abdul thing is because go, oh, Paula taught Janet how to dance. Janet knew how to move before Paula. You're absolutely right. She knew how to move probably <laughs> approximately 18 years before Paula. <laughs> and <laughs> and I mean... when you watch the video, you can definitely tell when Janet switched choreographers. And this is no knock on Paula because I love to watch Paula Abdul dance. Uh-huh. I think she's a great dancer. And I really loved her individual videos. Opposites like, of Track. Yeah, Opposites of Track and Cold Hearted Snake and all of those things where she had kind of those great dance solos. Mm-hmm. I really like her dance style. But what the difference is, is when you watch Janet Jackson dance after the Paula era, it was so tight and crisp. crisp. Like, if you watched What Have You Done For Me Lately, they look like they just dancing at a house party. <laughs> like everybody is kind of loose and free. And that's fine if the concept it works because the video is fun and you enjoy it. But you're not amazed by the precision of the footwork, you know. Yeah. Um. So you're right that I think it was just the first time we saw. But it wasn't, though, because actually, if you look at that Dream Street video, you hate (laughs) Janet was doing some of them same moves. I love how you put the hate on me. The video that you hate. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, if you look at it, she was doing those same moves in that video. So, uh, you know, the rhythm and the body language was already there. So I know you're hard on Paula. I think Paula's a good dancer. It does infuriate me when people say she taught janet to dance no she choreographed routines for janet and those are that's a very different Mm -hmm. thing that's it she came up with some moves but speaking about paula um one at this time paula did help janet to get in shape this is according to janet's book true Mm -hmm. you the record company came to her before the release of control and um, when they were getting ready to shoot this video and said uh she looked a little too heavy and in fact she said something about them slimming down her pictures with an exacto knife like cutting her body down a little bit with an exacto knife um for the images that they used for the album what yes isn't that crazy i like the thick janet though i know thick janet is almost as good as headband (laughs) latoya thick janet my favorite (laughs) ultimately for the videos um she sent they she went away to a ranch in Arizona and Paula Abdul was basically her housemate and exercise partner. Like they spent um, some time there, several weeks sharing a house together and working out together, getting ready for the video. Um, what have you done for me lately? And I also want to point out she invented killing it with the shoulders because Janet was definitely moving the shoulders. <laughs> I think the 80s was mostly shoulder dance. <laughs> yeah. 
We danced really hard with our shoulders. <laughs> Bottom doing nothing. <laughs> One of her greatest shoulder performances ever was the Grammy performance in 1987. <laughs> when she did What Have You Done For Me Lately and she had the whole, almost the whole time. I mean, Morris Day wasn't there. But basically everybody else was. You need somebody to help you jam out. You go get members of the time. Listen, everybody was there. Still to this day, this performance from the Grammys in 1987 still is the one that whenever I think about great Janet Jackson performances, this one comes topped of mind immediately. It was so good. And everybody was so good. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were so yeah. good. Your favorite, Jerome. He was so Did good. Did he have that one drumstick? He didn't even have a drumstick, girl. He didn't need it because she called him out to do the four corners. And they had a little dance routine. She was like, Jerome four corners <laughs> they come on they do their dance routine uh and then my favorite jelly bean came down did his little thing everybody had their little special movement with Janet jackson squad goals that's what i say squad it was goals. for real it was squad <laughs> goals like a lot of times people use that phrase just loosely and irresponsibly but this was squad goals so yeah i still love it i still love that performance and in that performance she changes the words a little bit typical janet jackson lyrics for what have you done for me lately she says good thing i cook or we'd starve to death and at the grammy she said good thing i cook because you love to eat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think janet lost or forgot the words she was jamming out she was like good thing i cook uh because you like to eat <laughs> What's my word? <laughs> but she does that from time to time on on this song particularly. If you listen to her live performances, she will occasionally swap out various sentences, and we also know this is where she swaps out um, some of the instrumentation on this song as well. Like she's done that year after year after year. But that grand performance when she said, "Cause you love to eat," that <laughs> took me out. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, that is my favorite. So, I don't know if this song is... It's in my top quartile. <laughs> of- <laughs> Anytime you use the word quartile. <laughs> okay. I well, mean, Dream Street is in my fifth I- quartile. <laughs> Not the fifth one. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. This is not my most played Janet song. <laughs> so it was for a time. It was for a time. One of the things that I remember about this song, you know, this was in the days of singles. And I know how you love a single. I love a single. The B side to this was he doesn't even know I'm alive. I love that song so much. And so if you would ask me on the Control album what I was really playing, it was probably mm-hmm. less wait a while. Well, all of it really, because it was it was a cassette, right? You was just listening to the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> but yeah, you had yeah. no choice. <laughs> but um, I really loved. He doesn't even know that I'm alive, and that was the B side to this. So I, I it's in my top twenty. I'm gonna say that and keep you it moving, rude. I don't want in your top twenty. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's enough about that one. Um, so this week I do have, and I know you got one too for i want to fight everybody what has happened and since the last time you and i talked that has made you say to yourself i want to fight everybody i want to fight free thinkers oh, oh oh and let me tell you why i'm a free spirit 
You are? I want everybody to love each other. I want us to kill Mother Nature. I want us to just look out for our fellow man. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, these free thinkers is messing it up for us, free spiriters, <laughs> because people are thinking they're confusing the two. <laughs> they're confusing the two, and I need them to get their own free. <laughs> Nobody would have even really thought about the free thinkers if Kanye, who I'm only gonna give him like two minutes, not even two, not seconds two minutes. Of my Lord, time. that's too much. But ever since he t- he made this statement, well, I'm. As a free thinker, and I was saying to myself, no, no, my brother, you got to get your own. (laughs) I hear you. But I will say this. I am all for free thinking, but I would like for us to prioritize critical thinking when we're doing our free thinking. (laughs) Um, They should coexist. Um, one should not be without the other. Everybody turns to critical thinking. You got 30 minutes to <laughs> answer these questions. Yeah. I'm like, before you go out spouting um, wh- whatever your beliefs may be, I want you to have put some thought into them. Be free with your thinking, but also be critical, like be analytical, be reasonable. Don't just be free. Like, don't just get up and declare red is blue because you're a free thinker. Like, that's not, that's not how it works. So what made you want to fight this week? <laughs> Man, this week, last week, and the week before. I've been trying to get over it. <laughs> it's a triple fight. <laughs> but it's that Hardy's commercial that kind of has that trap hip-hop beat. Have you, okay. have you heard this? Yeah. Oh, my God. It makes me want to fight every time. And it goes to Erasure. Like, it's only like one black family in this commercial with like 500 people in it. And you got the nerve to be doing a trap hip hop country commercial? No and thank you. Do not do this. Like, I get so upset. I use Hulu. And so when Hulu is on, you know, sometimes they play the same commercial. Like every time a commercial break comes, it's the same commercial. Hulu, I need y'all to do better. (laughs) And this is the commercial for one of the TV shows that I was watching. And when Mm -hmm. I say I actually stopped watching the show, I was like, I'm going to try it again when y'all do another commercial buy because (laughs) I can't do this nine, ten times in an hour because I hate it. Just to piggyback off of that. Have you seen the Arby's commercial where it says, I need, instead of saying, I need a hero, it goes, I need a girl or something like that. A hero, yes. I just was like, you've messed me up now for the rest of my life because now (laughs) I'm not going to be able to say the words right. See, that one doesn't bother me. It's the trap music. (laughs) It's the trap music absence black people. (laughs) Like, don't do that. And I'm not saying... I don't want to sound like I'm saying that you can't borrow from other cultures. I'm not saying that at all. But like, don't borrow from a culture and then make something that explicitly excludes. In other words, have the people that created it. (laughs) Or just don't explicitly exclude them. Because I was like, there was opportunities for black people to be in this commercial. Yeah. They just not there. I would never look at that commercial the same. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to play, Cam, a little game of Would You Rather, Janet Jackson style. So what does that mean? We've got traditional Would You Rather questions that we can ask one another. However, instead of answering as ourselves, we are would answer how we think Janet Jackson would respond. Okay. Okay. All right. So you'll go 
first. Would Janet rather live forever with her significant other in a cabin in Alaska or forever with her best friends on the beach? Forever with her best friends on the beach. You don't waste no time with that. Because <laughs> Alaska is cold. <laughs> <laughs> it is cold. <laughs> so it didn't matter what the other option was. You were not picking Alaska. <laughs> no. She... I think I agree as well because we do know that she loves the beach. And uh, that's definitely a safer bet to choose that with your best friends than a cabin with Alaska with your significant your other. Your significant other can get on your nerves. So to be strapped with them in the cold in Alaska might not be the ideal place. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel you on that one. Here go. This one's for you. Would Janet rather have a great relationship with terrible sex or a terrible relationship with great sex? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get all of your biz. Um, this is not my business. This was um, hypothetically Janet's business. And I feel a little some kind of way about having to talk about her business. I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> Answer the question now. But, but I feel some kind of way. Stop stuttering. Um, <laughs> You're stalling. <laughs> Answer the question. Look, I'm about to do the old school trick. I need to repeat. Can you repeat the question? Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. This like Family Feud. One time. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, would Janet rather have a great relationship with terrible sex or a terrible relationship with great sex? <laughs> You're still stalling. Repeated myself since you wouldn't repeat it for me. Correct. <laughs> um, I would say. Oh goodness. I, <laughs> <laughs> um uh <laughs> I'm gonna say I can make an argument for either one, but I'm going to make the argument for a great relationship with terrible sex. <laughs> and here is why. Okay. Great re- great relationships are hard to come by. Uh-huh. So if the sex is that bad, there are things we can do. We can Go to a concert. We can read some books. We can get some videos. If all that fails, we can get some toys. And if that fails, then we can consider some other options because there are other options. So I feel like there's a lot of things you can do to remediate terrible sex. But there isn't a lot you can do to survive a terrible relationship. I feel like Janet is a logical woman. I know she's a sexual being. But I also believe she's a logical woman and I think she believes in love and and strong relationships. So I'm going to take on her behalf, (laughs) not my behalf, on her behalf, (laughs) a great relationship (laughs) with terrible sex. (laughs) You went around the world, stopped in Canada, went to London, came back (laughs) to the question. Because that question hurt my feelings. <laughs> Ooh, I'm glad I ain't had to answer that one. Okay. Okay. Let's see what the next one is. If Janet is sick, you know, just feeling bad, uh-huh. would she rather be alone or would she rather be pampered? Mm. Be alone. Really? Mm hmm. And when I'm sick, most time I want you to just give me my meds and leave me alone. Yeah. Let the TV comfort me. <laughs> Let paternity court <laughs> and all the other shows. No. <laughs> because no. that's the most irking thing is like, 
when you sick and people just keep texting you. Just won't leave you alone. <laughs> you just like, like every time you fall asleep, somebody like you're feeling better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and can and, can and, I get you something? <laughs> right. But this isn't you, though. Remember, this is. And Janet, I, I feel like Janet would be the same way. <laughs> I do. I, I, I feel like Janet would be like, leave my medicine. Randy, <laughs> go take care of the baby. You and this Randy. Let me go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of you. <laughs> I'm going to leave oh Randy alone. <laughs> You're not, though. Because... <laughs> You've been on this Randy kick for months. Because y'all know Randy. Randy got him. Jenny got pregnant. Randy got a job all of a sudden. <laughs> and Miss. I ain't mad at him. <laughs> no, not at all. That's what good brothers do. That's right. Yes. Right. And I got the last question. And it's for you. Hopefully it's better than the first one I went with. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Would Janet rather be alone and rich? Or loved and poor? Alone and rich or loved and poor? I am going to say loved and poor. What? <laughs> Do you know why I say that? Oh, God. I got the feeling of Michael Jackson's line is going to be. No, it's not at all. Okay. It's because why? I think that's what rich people say. <laughs> now, I think that's what rich people with a heart and humanity say. Like, there are some rich people who like burn all y'all to heck. I don't care <laughs> and just keep shoveling dollars in my direction. But I don't think she's that kind of person. I think she craves camaraderie and family and relationship. So I think if if she had to choose, she won't. But if she had to choose, I think that she would um, give up money in order to have like the security of family and friends and all of that stuff. That's what I think. What would you do? Me? Not as Janet. Just me, myself. Yes, just you yourself. I would take a loan and rich. You would take a loan and rich? Mm-hmm. Long as I can travel, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I got money, just travel. I don't have to bring no friends with me. Now, listen, I'm <laughs> with you. If if those were the choices, I'm going to just be by myself and I would miss you. I would miss you to pieces. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. because but i can't have too much alone right like i love being alone it's like the best thing ever i don't even understand people who can just be with people all the time it's the most confusing thing to me ever really Mm -hmm. but you can't have too much like it usually happens to me when i am traveling um particularly if i'm out of the country there comes a point and it's about the six day mark um where you know you've been surrounded by usually languages you barely understand so there's a certain bit of isolation like you know you really can't connect to the people around you and it usually hits about about six days in for me but if I stay longer so like day six I'm a little low Hmm. but if I stay longer and make it to like day eight or nine I'm like I never need another person again (laughs) (laughs) okay well, cuz, definitely enjoyed talking to you about what have you done for me lately. Lately. 
<laughs> As always, it's been a good time, cuz. Let's do it again soon. So that's it for us this week. On behalf of myself, Courtney Stribblin, and my cousin, Cousin Cam, we'd like to thank you for spending time with us. If you'd like to reach us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at JJTodayPod. That's at JJTodayPod. Our intro and outro music, Good For You by THBD, is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license.